On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're going to talk about the Switch Lite. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by entertainment journalist Sophia. Hello. And Ian. Hey. How's it going? Good. Good? I like this new Leaves po- it's P- a, Pikachu. So this is the expanding lineup. I've never, I don't think I've called it out on any actual episode yet. Maybe one. Uh, every month they do a new, it's called a Day in the Life of Pikachu series, oh. basically. Or Day with Pikachu, <laughs> basically. And they have a theme for each month. And fall was the most recent one for September. <laughs> um, and then they got three more that are coming out. And uh, a sneak peek, if we can make it happen, when the 12th one finally comes out, and I actually am able to get it, I want to have Bossman on, and I want Bossman to rank all 12 oh, of them. Oh, nice. that'll be funny. Yeah. So we're going to see if that happens or not. But If yeah. he doesn't put the leaves up there, he's 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 off it's his rocker. It's pretty cool. Like, uh, it's kind of funny. The, si- the Psyduck there. one where he's surf- like, kind of like on a bodyboard with like a wave and splash a there. Yeah, there's like the... St- Eating some sweets. There's the you know St. Patrick's Day one. I that, like, like the, the. There are like there's a Pokeball on his sunglasses that no most people won't see. <laughs> oh yeah, nice little. Touch. And then like the the rainy day Pikachu is like the second one. It's just like this sad Pikachu just because doesn't like the rain. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, I want to give callouts real quick briefly uh we got new graphics for the show yeah see the new logo in the background yeah. thank you uh joe and chris for making that finally happen a lot of people were asking where they were and i was like yeah take their time you know let's get it right so hopefully you like those new graphics and uh the new format of friend code that we've been doing now we start off with a uh, quick news ah. a few headlines uh, it was the 20th anniversary of Monolith Soft. The developers probably know them best for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles mm-hmm. doing that. Uh, but prior, they had done Xenoblade Saga uh, when they were a part of Bandai Namco. And before that, the team, a lot of the team members were with Squaresoft and worked on uh, Xeno Gears, the first yeah. Xeno entry. But after Xeno Gears and they wanted to depart Square Enix, they made Monolith Soft, end up at Bandai Namco. Made Xeno Saga. That series didn't turn out so well. Um, not well received. I mean, some people love it, but, you know. I don't think is... I ever played any of the Xeno Saga. I, can, I played a little bit of the first one and then realized what I was getting into. That was more of a, it's more of a cinematic game. Yeah. Then uh, I guess they were under the impression that cinematic games were going to be like kind of like the hot thing in the future. And then they went all in on that, and it didn't pan out well for them. And then they completely changed course. Eventually, when they came to Nintendo, and you got Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah. which is much better. Uh, they also Are they f- all <clears throat> kind of in the same universe? Sort of? S- I mean, there's theories, and there's evidence for that. I don't think they've flat out come out and said they're all, all of them yeah. are officially, especially the Blade games, uh, whether they're yeah. connected. But I mean, uh, in Xenoblade Chronicles 2... You could uh, the swords that you can get from like the like loot box drops. They're not really loot boxes though. It's just RNG. One of them is like Cosmos. So mm. I mean, they have some nods there, but it's kind of like an extra rather than like a lore yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just Easter egg. They, yeah. they worked on like baiting Kaidos on the GameCube. Also, Disaster Day of Crisis for Wii, which never came out here, but we imported it because it came out in <laughs> Europe and it was pretty amazing game. Just like terrorists are just attacking. And during every major natural disaster you could ever think of happening at the same time, this <laughs> is like okay, just chaos the game here. So all right, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, shout outs to them. They're uh, they are hard at work on a new project, which we haven't seen anything of yet, other than like a two pieces of concept art. And they're uh, working. Uh, they worked on Breath of the Wild. A lot of the uh, hard work bring that open world to life. And they're hard at work on Breath of the Wild too. Monolith Soft? Yeah, oh. they're integral to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I did not know oh. that. Yeah, strange. They've, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, this one might be a little bit more in, uh, in, of interest to you, Ian. Uh, Super Mario Maker Two finally got some updates. Yeah. After no updates forever. Uh, online co-op creation and uh, uh, versus multiplayer can now be played with friends, among some other m- quality of life updates. That's interesting. You can torture more people in different ways, in better ways. (laughs) Well, it's funny because Don and I tried the co-op creation. Yeah. It is 
not good. <laughs> oh, uh, locally even like it, one one player is like hamstrung. It's really weird the way I don't remember specifically, but like one one player is like picking blocks and the other one is laying them down. Like Ooh. or something like that. Like you don't, bo- you can't both just do everything they unless made it they change like it. A weird gimmick to it. Then they, yeah, okay. it's not just both of you making a level. It's like one of you doing half and the other doing the other half. Oh. Unless we were just doing it wrong, which is possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure because I haven't, I haven't tried it that. Yeah, out, obviously. And I haven't done any of the like multiplayer stuff, so that's cool. That'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, that versus stuff looked pretty fun. Yeah, need to try that out at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think people are still kind of waiting for like a like a substantial content update to mm-hmm. that, like another palette yeah. for creation tools or some extra mode. Well, or and there, yeah, there's the there are like some conspicuous empty places on the world modes mm-hmm. on yeah. that game. So Wonder who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. they'll add another one. I'm hoping for Paper Mario. Yeah, some, that'd be a crazy. It'd be a mode. good time to do some positive stuff for the oh, Paper right. Mario series. Yeah. Uh, last little headline here. Uh, out of nowhere, remember that game Brain Training for the DS? Yes. They're making a new one for Switch coming out December 27th in Japan only right now. Oh. Just stealth announced. We want to train our brains. You play yeah. it you know, here you play in America vertically and like the rest this. of the world. So, vertically? Yeah. Wow. One of the vertical oriented games. Don will be right in then. He oh, loves it. Oh, yeah. He loves playing vertical games. He doesn't care what it is. Not that many. I remember someone did a Kickstarter for some uh, more comfortable setup playing your Switch vertically. Oh, okay. I forget what it was, though, at the moment. But, that, yeah, that was pretty much it. Now, there's news here and there, you know, but those are the three that grabbed my attention. What we're really here to talk about is the Switch Lite. Yeah. As you can see, we all got Switch Lights here. Yay. Um, Mine's I, kind of a loner. I was sturdy. <laughs> yeah, I need to get like a thing. I need to get a proper case. I keep using my OG Switch case, which is too big. I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, this it one's works. really nice. And I was horrified. I also didn't realize I pre-ordered the gray ones of the turquoise one, or the aqua one, which is the, the one. The blue I is the one I would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, and I no, and then it no, shipped, no. and I was like, I was just, oh yeah, I got the blue one, and it shipped. I was like, oh, I guess I got the gray one, but oh well, whatever. Dumb. You're yeah. both wrong. The yellow is the best. The yellow is. I think that the look only... what's in my hands. I've got a yellow one. Yeah, but you want. Wanted a turquoise. Yeah. Yeah. See. I mean, I didn't really want one at all. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only the only thing I can but. say is that the colors are not as bright as you see in the ads. Definitely. Yeah. Especially this is, like the, a little bit more subtle. But I like that. I like that it's this not is, bright yellow. I'm pretty sure exactly, um, like mustard yellow American mustard yellow. Yeah. Like for sure. Straight up. It is. So after spending some time with these, I'm kind of curious. How, how do you feel about the the Switch Lite now that you've gotten your hands on it, gotten to spend some time, compar- especially compared to the OG Switch? Well, it's lighter. Oh, yeah. Significantly. That's, so it's a clever name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, that makes sense. It's weird because she, she tried the regular Switch. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you said, like, the first thing you said was, oh, it feels flimsy because the controllers move. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like... OG, like I loved like Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color. Mm. Those are like still to this day like one of my favorite systems. So when I tried this, the first thing I thought was like, it feels it doesn't feel like a handheld. It feels like it's meant for something else. It's not flimsy, but you can tell like I don't know. It felt like I loved playing without the Joy Cons. That feels fun. Like when we like connected to the TV yeah, and, and like done that stuff. That's great. Well, the but Pro as, Controller is just amazing. But yeah. yeah, but even just those, it's been a good time doing. But you know, know you know what's games. you know what's weird though because of that mm-hmm. because I'm so used to the OG Switch is that I kind of miss the Joy-Con movement because I guess <laughs> oh, yeah. I real I realized in playing okay. the Switch Lite that I do I do like this a lot when I'm just like I like flex like, the controllers around. Oh, okay. While I'm playing, just c- to like. I don't know, just because it's something I do. Yeah, that's interesting. I've kind of <laughs> enjoyed the sturdiness of this. Yeah, especially I like playing give it on the g- to controllers. Because like, I always do that with the PlayStation 4 controller, too. I make it, like, creak. Mm. It's is, just, I like my hands it's just, like... like, like yeah, it's not too much, like, play. pressure on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, I, I noticed, and you can even see on my Switch original, I've got a bunch of thumbprints right here. When when stuff is happening, I guess I brace my switch by putting my thumb right here off to the right side of the screen you know, and holding not, it like this. That's not how you're supposed to 
use well, but, it, right? <laughs> but what's funny is you can yeah. see there are thumbprints right oh, here yeah. too because I was playing Puzzle Quest and this is how I want to hold the Switch Lite okay. with my thumb on the screen a little bit and it kept advancing dialogue options because of the touch screen. And I never <laughs> realized I never okay. realized I do that with my thumb until I played on the smaller one because then my s thumb is hitting the screen. Uh -huh. So Point what that means habit. is, you know, you're not really a handheld person because you're doing all these weird things to you don't, well, you don't want to. Because on this one, it's real estate because it's heavier. And I can brace it screen. and yeah. I'm on the actual central part, not mm. on the Joy-Con that's looser. So you have to, I have to brace like that. It was just a weird little thing I noticed about the Switch Lite. Interesting. That's uh, so heavy. I would have Enjoy. noticed uh, a funny story for me. So there are some things cut out of the Switch Lite. One of them is there's no more HD rumble. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. there's just no rumble. Mm -hmm. And uh, during Fire Emblem Three Houses, there's a fishing mini game. And I played a majority of that game on your original Switch in handheld mode. Mm -hmm. And every time you to start initiate catching the fish, there's a slight vibration. So I wouldn't even look at the screen at the beginning because it's like, I'm not going to like, I'm just going to relax for a second. Oh, I feel the rumble. Hit the A button. Here we go. First That's time HD on this, rumble I was off. waiting for it. Didn't happen. Then I looked down and I failed. I'm like, wait, what? It's <laughs> like, oh, there's no rumble on this. So I was like, oh, yeah. I have to actually pay attention now. So I was kind of, a, I was like, I thought HD rumble wouldn't matter to me. And I was like, oh, well, okay. I mean, just even rumble kind of. Played an important part in some of the games with feedback, so it was, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's a small little thing. It is a, it is a, like I think what people need to understand with it is it will limit some experiences, right? Like I'm really excited about that exercise game that comes out. Yeah, what is it called? Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit. But I can't do it with this, like right. But like when I bought this, my intention was I need something to do at work and carry around with me mm -hmm. for whenever I'm bored, and I won't be playing an exercise game when I'm out and about. So it's like. I think, you know, when it comes to either or, like, I don't think you need both. I think if you have the big one, that's probably going to be good for you unless you feel like, you know, it's too heavy to carry around or if there's something. But for someone like me who I played on the old one but never felt like, okay, I need to get it because, you know, not most of the games that I play are console or PC. Okay. But then I was like, I want to I wanna do some fun in my breaks. I want to travel around. And so, like, this was perfect because it's so light and, you know, it's just it perfect. Definitely yeah. feels more like, I mean, it is a true handheld, but yeah. it also, like, legitimately feels like that. Yeah. And that, mm -hmm. that was the main appeal of this is I kind of sat down and thought about it. I don't really need two switches. But yeah. at the same time... Hauling around the, it's not the biggest thing, but just simply hauling around the OG Switch, the it was partly the flimsiness of it. Like I, I don't always enjoy playing it in handheld mode, the original one, mm -hmm. and then just the weight. Like even like lying down after a certain amount of time, it got a little tiresome to hold it. Whereas this has been smaller, lighter, and easier to use on that, and it's easier to take on the go for me. Um, especially for someone like me, it actually does fit in my back pocket, and mm -hmm. actually that. OG one just didn't, so it's like gotta gotta have an extra case. Depends on and, the pants. I've put it in my yeah, back there's pocket. Some, okay, before. there's some, but like I am yeah. not. Women's pants can't fit yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, it can be a little smaller, and it, it. I mean, it. Let me be honest here. I don't. I only carry it from my car to into the office <laughs> yeah. in my back pocket because yeah. mine was, was like, on the plane. Yeah, if I'm going to the bathroom. I don't want anyone to steal my switch. Yeah, God, listen, I was complain about something that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I think I agree. Like for me, it'd be like. I don't know if I'm not like like reckless with it, but I feel like this can handle a little more movement. This I'd be like afraid of because it's like, okay, I need to dock it. And yeah. like, all, like it feels not like just a handheld. This is kind of, I feel like the same as when like my Game Boy Advance. Like I'm taking care of it, but it, it can, it can have yeah. some rumble to I, it. For me now, like the, the original Switch is just going to stay docked for me. It's yeah. just going to stay in that dock. It's just going to be for playing on a television. And this is what comes along with me now. And I like it. Um, most specifically, I love having a real D-pad. I was going to say, the buttons yeah. The buttons in general feel a little yeah. better. Like yeah. the, the, the side, One thing about the original Switch that bothers me is right, I don't know, it's probably hard to see, but the, the right and left R and L are a little like sharp on the outer edge, and they're not really on the Switch Lite. Uh, yeah. That's Sorry, something I like. Here, yeah. And the, the, the ABXY buttons feel a little nicer. They have the, the inlaid uh, lettering. And yeah, a real D-pad is, is pretty clutch. Yeah, it's great. Um, plus, they just, I don't know, they feel like they used a different material or something. They're a little more like matte. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's I kinda... did notice that. I mean, it just, 
honestly, it just feels good to play. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I honestly wouldn't mind if somehow this could have been like just like the de facto switch. Mm. Um, yeah. Specifically thinking about not just like its size, but um, Joy Cons. Um, and how much I really feel like I even use Joy-Cons and really even need Joy-Cons at this point. It's, it's more of a novelty. And maybe going forward, what I just prefer, especially if they make another revision or like a successor to the Switch, if it was just one form factor and they just go the route, oh, you can buy additional Joy-Cons if you want to play with Hopefully motion controls. The, the old Joy-Cons go forward because I've already got four of these. They things. probably will, Ian, because uh, even like the Wii remote yeah, still you're right. went forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're generally pretty good about that. And I wouldn't worry about it. It's just I don't think they're gonna like make new ones that cost any less or anything like that. You're there there still have been a few. Bucks. There have been a few times in my life where the the promise of the the switch has come true, and I like kickstand the monitor, bust out the Joy Cons, and play like Mario Kart with people, yeah. like while we're waiting for renders or something. You know, like that's happened a few times. So it's I do like having the Joy Cons, and like in a plane or something, you can like set the screen up and like played Joy-Cons separated, which I guess technically you're not supposed to do because it has signals, but what, yeah. what, what's going to happen? <laughs> what if the Bluetooth or whatever like starts controlling the plane? It's like, yeah, okay. Oh, geez. The, uh, yeah. But also with Joy-Cons, um, the, this whole topic about the Joy-Cons actually came from a patron question from Jesse Abraham, who was asking us uh, basically what we thought about the Joy-Cons. Do you think, in retrospect, they might not have been the best choice? Um, they also brought up the issue of... Uh, the Joy-Con drift that yeah, happens. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. um, like recently the FCC they they put in like a like a I don't know what you kind of call it new whatever new like um, a, a type of paper saying they want to Patent? do something new like in yeah like a new thing. It was like you have a serial number for you know the switch. switch. Yeah, the switch light. Oh, so so they've done a new one. And people are wondering if it's going to be because of the Joy-Con Rift that they're actually like working on a new one. I don't think so. Like as it said, like software. You'd be correct. Yeah, it said software. Some some. They, so. uh, they there's. Uh, I saw that story. There was an yeah. update to it uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is actually it's just a switch skew for event and developer versions of Switch Lite. Right. So it's not right. an actual new Switch model. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that but, makes sense because it'd be yeah. weird to come out with another one immediately after. But that would be because of the, the already Joy-Con yeah, they, there's some, Yeah, I mean, let's not crazy. forget how, like, we first heard about these, all the rumors circulating about, like, a smaller, lighter yeah, Switch yeah. cutting features, a Switch Pro. Even mm-hmm. now, there's uh, we the OG Switch got a small revision with, like, better battery life and uh, uh, basically closed the door on the, the exploit for people that easily hack their systems, the, right, jailbreak right, right. their systems, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's even reports that have happened that said, like, there's going to be, like, a new screen potentially coming out for OG and yeah. potentially switch lights just to keep extending it. So, Joy-Con, well, I mean, yeah, Joy-Con Drift is something I could see them maybe doing, like, yeah. a, a subtle update as well. I definitely had... Not the drift, but I had I you know you can see I have the Splatoon Joy Cons on here because my original blue red the blue had the thing where the range was really terrible because the Joy Con or the joystick like cage was right above the mm. antenna in that design. It's like a bad design, and my 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 left Joy Con definitely was prey to that one, the the bad distance. And when you play on a projector, that's really bad. <laughs> Oh yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah, that was a bummer. So I had to buy new Joy Cons because of that. I did get new Joy Cons as well because, uh, the for some reason, the home button kept activating oh, even when I wasn't hitting it. I'd press other inputs and it would just go to the home screen and it kept interrupting my game. Mm. And I got fed up with it and bought the 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 now the iconic ones, the neon blue and uh. red or pink one. And love, you know, they've been fine ever since. But yeah. uh, as far as like the Switch Lite, though, I haven't experienced anything like that on my unit, though. No. I, I saw don't... there were some reports of it being back. In fact, there, the lawsuit against Gone Drift now includes the Switch Lite yeah, in it weird. as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, it, it, it's, that, it's there. You well, were having that weird thing with L.A. Noir where it got like. I think that really was really sensitive, but it yeah, was it probably got, the game. It got super sensitive. My <laughs> guy went from running like normally, like you'd go a little left and right, and suddenly it was like bam, bam, bam. And I was like, Phelps, you gotta calm down. We gotta <laughs> run after this guy, you gotta calm down. But I think that was I think that was the, the game. game yeah. Cause I mean I mean I wanna say though, LA Noir runs really well. 
surprisingly well. It's more than we can say for Link's Awakening. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, really? Like it's I'd, just framey, but it's fine. Like I haven't had any like framey anything. The only problem I've had is like some like glitching eyes where it's like it had to take take a couple of seconds to like adjust itself. Okay. Um, in LA Noir? The faces had yeah. to kind of just like That's all LA Noir. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but like Well, who knows the port? Who knows? It feels nice to drive or like play a Rockstar game where you're driving on a handheld. <laughs> that feels like incredible, except for that one time when he was running and it went all crazy. But I do think that was the game because every other game I've played, I've had no Joy-Con. Did you get to try out the, uh, one of the things you were touting when it originally came out was uh, like touchscreen input, oh, yeah. which wasn't in there, just makes, apparently makes it just a little simpler um, to do Yeah. Things. It's kind of, I mean... Oh, the, Noir. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The good thing about L.A. Noir, though, is, is you know, in the old one, they do have the rumble, but they also have the sound. Okay. So in this case, like, yeah, because you find clues, it rumbles and it makes the sound. But I do like that because I still had the sound to go with. Also, okay. I played this game four times, so I know where all the clues are. But <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I think the, the touchscreen was, it was, for some of the, the, like, little assignments or whatever you have to do, it actually was fun. Okay. But for the most part, I'm just using the other ones. I think it's a nice little addition, but not not necessary, really. The touchscreen seems to work better. Oh, on the Switch Lite Like, you? typing an email and password to sign up, and I was yeah. playing Puzzle Quest, and I didn't have any problems. Whereas, like, on my... This is a launch Switch, you know. Uh, it seems kind of inaccurate sometimes. Okay. Uh, for me, anyway. Like, typing in passwords and stuff, it would almost always get it wrong. Or, like redeem codes or whatever it would like almost always be wrong yeah the the not having a stylus thing with touchscreen has been mm. especially with the nintendo i got one system. for mario yeah. maker <laughs> that yeah that's something uh i i just i was kind of wondering if they were going to include one with the switch light and then they didn't didn't do that and then obviously it's mario maker 2 in the u.s we didn't get a stylus included with any version also oh, so kind of weird. a weird thing um never really found out why i think if they did let me know i we we had an episode where we speculated on why that might happen but um speaking of games though um playing games on the switch Lite for some for anyone of us who this is not their only switch this might have been your first experience with the primary and secondary switch system and account sharing definitely a little weird because i set it up as a secondary and yeah it would check the internet and I've definitely been screwed before where I, like, bought a game before a plane ride, didn't start it first on my regular Switch, and then it was like, we got to check the internet to see if you can play this, and then I just couldn't play the new game I bought for the plane on the plane. Yeah. Uh, but, like, if you don't make this thing your primary Switch, what's the point? It's crazy to me that they did it like this. This, this to me, is the biggest detractor of... of the Switch Lite, or at least the two-switch lifestyle that, that <laughs> Damiani is trying to live. So, yeah, I, I haven't had, because I primarily played in two places, here at work and at home, uh, where I have constant Wi-Fi, I haven't had any problem accessing anything I want to, but they definitely do put it in your face a lot about, hey, we need to check if you can actually play this software because how it works is like any of the other systems work is that you need an internet connection on the secondary switch yeah. to verify the software is actually for that account and that you can play it. And as you said, if you don't have, if you didn't do that check and you don't have a connection, it just can't do it. You can't play that software. Today, I finally had a minor annoying thing. For some reason, it wouldn't even. Our internet was fine here. For some reason, my Switch couldn't connect to our Wi-Fi for about, like, 10 minutes for some reason. My, my OG Switch has trouble sometimes if it's too far from the router or whatever. I had a, a Wi-Fi at work where I just, like, it could, didn't want to connect at all. And well, I have no clue why. Switches are really annoying when it, in, like, hotel situations where you Ooh. have to get on a public Wi-Fi but then go to a web browser to, like, Yo, click that, on yeah. the dumb thing. Where And, like... There is a way to do it. Sometimes you can make it happen, but other times it just doesn't. It's really weird because there is like a stealth web browser in here. Yeah, they just don't have a nice little image and icon for yeah. an app for it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I was in the middle of playing um, some more Fire Emblem and it didn't have an internet connection, and it actually popped up a message in game saying in the little corner says, "Hey, you need to connect pretty soon. You need ah. to connect to verify this." 
And I was like, wait, are you like just kick me out without saving or something? I like freaked out. So like <laughs> immediately like save there. It was like my first scare with this system. But otherwise While it, you were playing. Yeah, while wow. I was playing. That's insane. So there's a check that happens. It's every so often. I, I, I remember we were talking to Don last night about this and Don was expressing he didn't understand like even just checking once a day right. would have been like good enough. Because there are a lot of uh, services that you, monthly services because it's like monthly online as well for this but something different where they just you go once you authenticate hey for the next 30 days you can view all your stuff offline or whatever but once that 30 days is up you need to come back and let us know you still have like an active account or like I yeah. Mean, yeah adobe is monthly i think that it checks uh like other things like i do a lot of music stuff so like vsts and other music software it just puts a license on your computer it checks it up front and it puts a license literally on your thing that's like, this one's cool, you know? And maybe some programs check again later, but some don't. And it's like, yeah, sure. Like, it's probably spoofable then if you do it that way. But it's like, come on. Like, Nintendo could definitely put, like, a checksum where it's like, hey, we checked. This is cool. This person owns Link's Awakening, you know? like Yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Especially when you're tying it to an account. I feel like this is just uh, Nintendo. They're just paranoid about Classic people Nintendo, exploiting dude. stuff. Yeah. Especially because the Switch did have a pretty big exploit. People mm-hmm. were you know, jailbreaking their systems, putting homebrew and other nefarious stuff on their systems. Yeah. And Nintendo doesn't like that at all. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they've made their stance on piracy very well known. Um, and are very aggressive about it. So I think after closing the loophole and the the small revision of the OG Switch and now the Switch Lite, I think also the system of the, the secondary system, they went a little bit more aggressive because that's just their nature. Um, it's For well, me so far, it's been a, a, a just a minor, like, ooh, scary, I might lose something, yeah. but nothing's actually happened yet. But for someone like you, and, and as you were saying, like a work with like Wi-Fi going out or something, like not mm-hmm. connecting – it seems like it could be annoying where if you're going to travel or something right. like that because, yeah. it, hey, you can't play now. That sucks. I mean, it, like, it, it renders the Switch... Like, in my situation, unless I flipped primary, secondary, the Switch Lite is pointless. Yeah. For me, personally. No. I, understand, like, no, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's sure. just like, you know, because, like, I don't care about it being a little lighter, you know, like, yeah, whatever. And it's like... Having the ability to play games not online on the plane or whatever is big for me. So it's like, yeah. But I mean, you can you can play not online on this one too. Like, what you, you just have to make it your primary. Yeah, that because yeah, it's my secondary, yeah. so it would have to check right, every right, time right, right, I try to play it. something, yeah. or apparently every ten minutes while I'm playing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the one thing I so that idea about maybe just flip. Suggesting to people just just flip the primary and secondary, especially which like I don't for, even know if it's possible because I didn't try it. I'm just guessing it's possible. Pretty sure you can. I haven't tried it yet uh, because I didn't want to do it. Right. If it's not that way, I apologize, but I suspect you have to let you do that, especially. Might be through like a system transfer. You have to like do the official thing like that or something. It says, do you have another system? Are you going to keep using it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, mm. at least they account for that and like everybody, you know, try and make the process as easy as possible. And again, all this that we're talking about is for. Digital copies only. If you have yeah. a physical copy, there's no right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't I'm, lock you I'm out of anything. Pretty much like that. all digital at this point. I have some cards. Same. But yeah, I have, same. I have both, and yeah. Yeah. If you it, had a cartridge, then you're fine. You can play wherever yeah. you want. I mean, that feels very nice. Just put in the cartridge, and here I go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that felt great. I was just like, really? Just, it's so funny how yeah. I was really like into physical releases at the beginning of Switch's lifespan, and now I'm like, I don't want. Don't want to have to worry about having a cartridge in there anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm all yeah. like mostly digital. Do I even have a cartridge in here? I uh, I, I do want to. F- I have an interest in potentially nope. flipping my sy- <laughs> systems uh, from primary to secondary because my OG Switch will probably just live in the dock from now on. Mm. Um, so my one weird hiccup with all of the the primary secondary system and authentication is that uh, we haven't talked about having multiple accounts on the same Switch. Right. So on your secondary Switch, you can add as many accounts as you want from your old one, but they cannot share access to games between different accounts. So let's say you bought game A on account A and game B on account B. On primary Switch, you could play both of those on either account. On secondary Switch, 
you have to be on the correct account to play that like oh, that, that okay. software. Mm. So like I have a Japanese Switch account. So yeah. the games I bought on the Japanese eShop, if I were to put it on this Switch Lite right now, I can only play it on my Japanese account, not my English account. So the whole thing of juggling save data would be a little right. annoying because I had to switch between accounts. And I kind of like that how my how my my setup is on my primary system. That would probably be the biggest deterrent right now for me doing the flip flop on that. Does cloud save work all right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, how does that work? So I if you're curious, that. I can't show it on here, but essentially when you bring up the options and you see like the uh, here's your save uh, data cloud, mm. it'll either say it's already been backed up. So it, on both systems, it'll be set to automatically back up once you've played a game. But only if you have Nintendo Online, right? Yes, yeah, so you, so you yeah. have Nintendo Online yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will then also check to see if the version on the cloud, like every other like service, everything. which yeah, one's yeah. the most update. And then you can either, if the one on the cloud is newer, it'll warn you, hey, do you want to overwrite you this or vice versa? And then, if like so, like I've been playing Fire Emblem on my Switch Lite, it's doing the automatic backup. It's making the cloud save synced with this. When I go on my OG Switch at home and I want to pick it up there, I just have to. It'll say like, "Hey, there's newer save data here. Do you want to like load it?" And then you just download from the cloud. Right. Uh, it doesn't. I don't think it gives me a warning. I forget if it gives me a warning or not. But when you go to this screen with the save cloud, it will say next to your profile, there is d newer save data on there. Do you want to replace this? Okay. Right. So there is a little bit of a manual effort on one end to make sure that you're always in sync. But uh, I think they do At a least pretty... it exists. Yeah, yeah. it's there. <laughs> exactly. It's not that complicated. For Nintendo, it's like kind of a good... Yeah, <laughs> like it hasn't been... Usually... Honestly, hasn't been, I haven't run into any issues. It hasn't been that complicated. It's been pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, all of this like makes me think about what is it, e Eula or whatever the like user end license agreement. Yeah, Eula. Eula. Yeah. If you like, there's a, there's actually a pretty good Adam ruins everything about this, I think. But it's like, if you actually look at the Eula on on your electronics, it's kind of funny. Like we don't actually own a lot of the stuff that we think we own, like in a legal sense. Yeah. So it's like the Switch, the Nintendo, like is you are licensing the right to use their, like, software. and It's all very crazy stuff where it's like you don't actually own your phone or your Switch or your whatever. It's like you're just using it. You know, it's we it's wild if you look at the language in there. Yeah. And that's why they can get all pissy and stuff when people hack it because it's like you would think it's like, well, I own this. I can do whatever I want. And it's like, no, <laughs> technically not true. Mm -hmm. So it's really funny, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, also stinks to him. Probably shouldn't be that way, yeah, but I mean, I, that's how I it is. Wish it weren't. And this is the reason why so many people want to stick with physical media because yeah. no, they're very unlikely someone's going to knock down your door and be like, right. "Hey, you're doing something you're not supposed to do with that physical." Or copy they'll take you away own. the ability to like your PTs or your Scott Pilgrim versus the world, like where you can't download it anymore. Yeah, I, yeah like I hate that. Like that. That's the always the threat of the digital future right. is that. Whether it be games or movies, that you, you paid for something, you thought, uh, and it said a purchase, not a rental, a purchase, yeah. and at some point it is taken away from you, and you're like, wait, I bought this, I own this, mm -hmm. right? And as you just said, you <clears> know, like, you no. really don't, and it went away. Sorry, you had yeah. the option. And, yeah. and if there's like a zombie apocalypse, then you won't have any games except for your physical copies. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Or if you don't <laughs> lose your one switch or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm just zealously, then. we're all just zealously guarding our PT PS4s now. It's just yeah. like, never delete this. <laughs> such, yeah. Never delete this. Is, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's so awesome and, and interesting to see that, but at the same time, so scary that their potential, I mean, I feel like it will never be lost, but the fact that it's at that point where yeah. it's yeah. on people to preserve it at this point because there's no one else preserving it, and it's just, the, yeah, it's a scary thought. The, like, cyberpunk futurist in me, though, is, I like, I fully embrace it. I'm like, hey, man, the ethereal. <laughs> we, we exist in a culture beyond the physical, man. It's also something that, could, <laughs> you know? I mean, there's always the argument that like future generations should be able to experience these works of art. But at the same time, there's also the argument I've seen that, uh, you know, not everything lasts forever, period. And yeah. those, you need to be there for something, you know, yeah. like the, the beauty of something is always only meant to be enjoyed in a certain window. And then you move on. There will always be new experiences to have. So I've seen that argument, but like, hey, it's not like the worst thing. It's like this game, it's like delisted. I'm like, I mean... 
in that philosophical sense, sure, but also like you have to understand like the corporate, the, the capitalist mentality behind it. What's driving it though? It's not like nature's running its course right, here right. versus like it's like if we take that <laughs> if, to, if we take this down right now, we can sell them the remaster yes. two two months yeah. from now. That's how. Yeah. It, yeah, it's the cynical view of it, and that's really what's kind of driving this unfortunate reality. But uh, long story short, Switch Lite seems pretty cool. Yeah. Um, really enjoying it. I, it's only it's two hundred dollars. Came out September twentieth. Yeah, a little cheaper. I love it. It's yeah, perfect. it's perfect for people who just want a handheld and just want to have fun with games, traveling or commuting or whatever it is, and who feel like they have all the other games and other consoles. Yeah, like me for example, where it's just like yeah, most of the Nintendo games I felt like I wanted to use some handheld. I didn't need the the screen. I'm not allowed to play Mario Kart because I get so angry that I've had to put a ban on it because it's um, me and an old friend of mine. We threw controllers and yes, I can't, I can't play those games. So you're gonna sing a different tune when I become this lithe beauty off a Ring Fit Adventure, (laughs) and you can't do it without buying extra Joy Cons. That, uh, that is very true. That's the only. Prop your that was the only books, reason. No I was, kickstand, have an ass. I, <laughs> hey, I got a kickstand like in my. In my yeah, thing. Your, her kit came with I, it. Her I case have like has a, a very yes. Like a, so I can just very like, useful. do this. Oh, there you go. Wow. Check this out. <laughs> that kickstand honestly has always scared me. I it's feel like flimsy. it's the flimsiest yeah, yeah. thing and it's gonna fall apart. Also, it's really funny when you first get your switch because there's no indicator that, yes. that the <laughs> that's where the card goes, the yeah. SD card. Now they got like so a when nice I first thing. got it, I was like, Where the hell do I put the SD card? What's going on? And then yeah. I finally was like, Oh. Yeah. They put the indicator under the kickstand. <laughs> Might yeah. want to put that on top, but I mean no problem now. They got that clearly marked Actually, there. Yeah, I also think like it I mean it's not a contest, right? There's not a contest oh, yeah. between right, the right, two. Right. I think they're two completely different. Some people are probably gonna like having both. Um but I think like the general consumer. I think most people it will be what it what do you use it for? Do you dock it at all? If right. you don't dock it at all or don't want to play it on TV, then there I I would say there's no point in getting that one when you can get this. Yeah. One. And if you don't if you don't want to play the fitness game, or you'll do like me and borrow someone else's so you can play the fitness <laughs> game in your dreams. I, I'm gonna borrow that fitness game. It looks well, fun. Well, my friend Jack has never plugged his dock in. Oh. He got a switch back in the day. Has yeah. never Didn't. ever used the dock. So this would have been perfect. So the switch yeah. light would have been. Yeah, it would have been perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it definitely feels like it's a nice, uh, com- a nice compliment to the original one, and mm-hmm. it it feels like a successor to the handheld line, like yeah. the dedicated handheld line, like potentially being like the replacement for the 3ds, especially if they keep doing revisions to the Switch Lite as well as the main Switch and kind of have them like sep, you know, these two things kind of mm-hmm. living together out yeah. there for consumers. Um, the okay. la- last thing I wanted to bring up about the Switch Lite, uh, uh, Stephen Beaumont, one of our patrons, uh, was asking about whether or not developers would be so inclined to include a text size option especially as the screen is getting smaller oh. and there are some games where the text is really tiny now. Mm-hmm. Um, just a way to scale text to be a little bit bigger in some I mean, of games. I mean, games should just kind of have that anyway. I think so, too. Accessibility-wise, right? Like yeah. For older it, yeah. people whose eyes are failing or whatever needs you have, like bigger text is, you know, kind of should agree. just always be there. Yeah, I, I totally. Fire Sex gets pretty small, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember the first time I played a like a HD quote unquote game on a regular TV, and I was like, "Well, I can't play." I think it was like GTA Four or something. I was like, "I cannot play this." The yeah. I can't see what's happening. The banjo games when they came out in HD had notoriously small text on HD TVs. It, like, people just like calling it out, and then eventually they added like, right. a patch to fix that. But so. I mean, also like there aren't like not every game is going to be meant for this kind of screen. In the end of it, like I do agree that like making bigger text should be an easy fix and a, and a fix that's necessary for accessibility reasons. But it's like, I mean, I'm a big Overwatch fan. I'm going to try it out. But like <laughs> playing Hanzo on this, I don't know how that's going to work. Like being a sniper, I don't see how it. But it's a cool thing they're doing. It's just for the yeah. less hardcore set. I maybe. mean, it's going to be nice to not have any toxic chat, just no chat. You're just going to. I be think it's going to be the best thing. version of Overwatch. 
because of that. Yeah. Unless you're playing sniper, I think is going to be really because like you do need to see people from afar. So it's mm. like how how are you gonna? All the other snipers are gonna be on Switch, but also it has motion controls for that, right? Which is yeah, yeah. It's so gonna be funny. so fun. Honestly, I think it's like yeah. I think it's kind of like it's gonna be more of not a joke, but it's just gonna be like funny. fun and funny to play Overwatch on the Switch. Like it, you have to have like a, a sense of humor, I think, to play Overwatch on the Switch. I feel like you'll see a lot <laughs> yeah. of people that day when it comes out just like, streaming that version just to be like, hey, check out the Switch <laughs> yeah. version and stuff and. It, at the very least, you know, if it gets more people into a Overwatch, you know, or just yeah. playing games in general, you know, or just that's their introduction to Switches. Hey, I'm just a big Overwatch fan. Oh, I'll try it on Switch. Oh, it, this is a really cool thing. You know, I think it works out for everyone. Like it's yeah. definitely yeah. beneficial to both Blizzard and Nintendo. Yeah, to, to it make will that be happen. Fun to be Moira and yeah, just do this to heal people. Just <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Like I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be fun. It's a. Fu- it's like why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why? Well, it's gonna be fun. Uh, I agree. Unrelated to Switch Lite, I brought this thing in. I just yeah. got it in the mail. Uh, the awesome. wireless Super Nintendo controller. It is cool. It, it feels looks good. Cool. I hope mine comes soon. I got a notification. You haven't gotten yours yet? Oh, so I got a notification. My I got a package this uh, this morning, but I already left for work. The package? I'm hoping it's it because it was held up in some sorting facility. For it's been held in a sorting facility for almost the last week. Oh, weird. And uh, well, so, it might be because the package is frighteningly nondescript. Uh, like when I got it, I was like, "All right, what the hell is this?" You know, I was like nervous, mm. and I opened it. Like, you know, I was like... Mm. I heard it comes in a lot of packaging, though, once you open it's it. It's like, like this three one. boxes. Oh, and the first... The outside box looks like something from, like, Russia in the 70s or something. It's like... It's just <laughs> so nondescript, and the cardboard is really weird. And, mm. like, I don't know, weird looking. Huh. No shade on Russia in the 70s. I don't know. But, like, yeah. uh, I just picked a country at random. But, like, uh, yeah. It looks like a weird thing from the past. Okay. Um, and, I, and I forgot I ordered this thing. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and it doesn't say like Nintendo or anything on it. Okay. So um, this is gonna be a Yeah. And weird then in there package. is another nondescript box, and then in there is a really cheap, flimsy packaging for the controller itself. Nice. But um so it doesn't make up for a good unboxing video. Mm. Gotcha. Or a very f- weird unboxing video. Yeah, but the controller itself. It looked, I mean, <laughs> just from like the eye yeah. test, have it looks like Yeah. I mean I have not. It's light and it feels nice. good. That yeah, it feels, feels good. and it's wireless down the eye. Feels correct. Yeah, <laughs> see it lighting up and everything. Yes, this feels very good. And yeah. a little uh, zero. So it doesn't snap in. No, like the NES. You charge it. Just, it's like a pro controller. Gotcha. Wait, you charge it with the USB controller. Like, hey, well, okay. They finally realized it looked and a little sink silly. It, sink it with the USB that. controller. Kind of sad. I won't get to do that though. It's kind of fun. I I was kind of looking forward to that because you can do that with the NES ones, yeah, right? Yeah, that's you can have two yeah, NES on the I side. I did that. It was just goofy looking, but it was just fun. I was huge like, and hey, ridiculous. Look. Yeah, the, the gimmicky so stuff. Funny. I'm always attracted to that. The uh, Switch Lite, good stuff. Switch Lite, enjoying it. Yeah, not bad. It's great. I'm playing Ori right now, and it's it's perfect. It's a very good game. It's, it's a very uh, good game, and it's good on this format, I too. I might have reviewed that game. You can check out that review on YouTube.com slash Easy Allies. Oh, oh, my God. But I'm assuming you really like it, too. I do. I yes. do. Just oh, the music is so good. It has made me extremely excited for the sequel. Mm-hmm. It's sh- skyrocketed to one of my mo- most anticipated games Will of next year Wisps, now. Will of the Wisps, right? Uh, Will of the Wisps is the sequel, yeah. yes. Um I watched the trailer after finishing the first game. I was like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah. Well, let's go. It's great. Uh, another game. I don't want to spend too much time on this game because I didn't have a good time with this game. <laughs> uh, the net, the most recent entry, uh, a most recent mobile effort from Nintendo came out uh, ah. September 25th, Mario Kart Tour mm-hmm. uh, for mobile devices. Uh I think we kind of knew what was coming with this for a while, and uh, after trying it, I just want to say, yeah, all my fears were confirmed. I don't like the controls. I don't like the touchscreen controls on it. Uh, they have a tilt control option, so you can like Ugh. turn your phone if you want as well. Um, I'm not a fan of. Persi- I mean, it doesn't really matter, honestly, because the the whole thing about skill does ultimately skill won't get you a win in this game anyway because it's designed to be a traditional mobile monetization game with like gotcha elements where you gotta hit this warp pipe to launch a new racer and see who you get 
and you spend these currency on it, and you can re- use real money to get that currency. Oh, yeah, you can't even pick your actual racer, right? I mean, the ones you've unlocked, you can pick them, but they'll oh. show you, here are all the ones you don't have, uh. and you might want to try and unlock them. They even have like a monthly gold pass now for five bucks a month, <laughs> which unlocks the, the 200cc mode. So you can only play it that way, the fastest wow. mode. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's the pricing for all the stuff. I mean, it seems like typical pricing, but it just seems ridiculous. That you can spend more, if you can ever spend more than sixty dollars on a game, and you don't own the like the base content at the very least. That right. always weirds me, freaks me out, and seems wrong. Yeah, and I understand with mobile market, that's not how it works. That's not, that's not yeah. the model. They already failed with Super Mario Run doing it that way. And but I mean, as a game, it looks nice on mobile phones. Like visually, it's like, whoa, that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I played the first uh, Cup Mario New Donk City Cup, but there's no New Donk City. Maybe there was a course. I didn't forget this point because I had such <laughs> a bad time with it and was not having a fun time. And I'm, I've moved on from it already. I'm just Aww. done with it. Yeah. Uh, the only one I'm I, proud of you, Damian. Yeah. It's kind of weird. The only mobile game that I've ever liked from them has been Fire Emblem Heroes. I, I couldn't remember which side of that argument you fell on it—the pro or the. Like con. it wasn't a great game, and I know we had like Bossman. I had to joke about how yeah, like yeah. worthwhile the game, but now in retrospect, that game seems pretty decent. Yeah. It's like uh, comparatively, uh, yeah, comparatively speaking, that was uh, not so bad. I mean, uh, I know Pokemon Go isn't Nintendo strictly, but like. Pokemon Go is all right. It's a good game. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I heard oh, Pokemon Masters has, like, actual stuff in it. Well, if you watch the most recent Easy Update, Bossman and I dreamt up a dream Pokemon po- game. Yeah. And someone on Twitter told me that Pokemon Masters on the phone is, like, kind of the game Bossman was describing. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Interesting. I know it, that also has gotcha elements. Oh, as I'm well sure. Oh, well, yeah. They so, said it has gotcha yeah. elements, but you can you can kind of get around them is what they said okay. on Twitter. I wish I remember the name uh, who said that, but yeah. All right. Oh yeah, that's Mario Kart Tour. I mean, someone else is enjoying it. That's great. You know, if it gets pe- if any of these games get- are gateways to getting people to play more Mario Kart games, yeah. or just you know getting them into games in general. Like, I'm not against them. It's just it's not for me. Yeah, because yeah. Don knows it won't work. Because God knows. That not not enough people are playing Mario Kart Eight. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> I wish they were selling copies. You Seriously, know? just yeah. anything to get that game selling yeah. would be just a pleasure right now. <laughs> that evil but, evil game. Yeah. Um, let's uh, wrap this up. I got two patron questions oh, this okay. week. Um, I'm, I apologize. Uh, we have to keep this a little bit short uh, because we have only about like an hour to shoot this episode. Um, but uh, I promise, you know, in the future, I will get more questions in. Um, we have reworked friend code so at the end of the section now I do questions. Mm. But uh, I'm trying to also think of, like, I kind of worked in other questions into the discussion without yeah. full. I felt like they were disrupting, too disruptive sometimes when I had to go, oh, here's a question. Let me read the whole question while we're already having a discussion about something. And I was like. It was very good this time. Yeah, I was like, let's, let's start talking about it and be like, hey, so so-and-so actually mentioned that. So, yeah. you know, we're, yeah. Yeah, it felt better. Um, but if you're a $5 and up patron, you can submit questions for consideration for Friend Code. Uh, the week that we are recording, I'll make that Patreon post calling for submissions. And uh, just make sure they're related to anything general Nintendo questions or that can be related to the topics we're talking about. And uh, I'll try and get as many as we can in. So this week, our first one comes from Kerbu. How is Link's Awakening holding up for a first-time player like you, Ian? Ah. I'm interested to know how you're dealing with the old-school obtuseness. Also, yeah. shout-out to that game's rearrangements. The music in the face shrine hits perfectly. Yo! I just played that one and I was I was thinking I was like man this song is awesome yeah it slaps as the kids would say <laughs> um, slaps. but yeah I want to like it doesn't happen to me often where I'm I want to listen to video game music outside of the video game except for like Jessica Curry I like her stuff a lot but like Facetron I was like yeah I need to I need to bop this in the vehicle but um. Yeah, the the two things, the two the only two negative things I would say about Link's Awakening on Switch, having never played the original, cuz yeah, I don't know what's coming, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I know I know the like overall gist of the ending, you know? Like I know, and the game has now just told me that that is, you know, what the, is up. But like um 
I have one. I'm in I, the eighth dungeon now. Okay. So I'm like toward the end of the game, and uh, I think I, pff, there might be. I don't know. But um. You're just halfway. Yeah. <laughs> there's still all the upside down dungeons. Um. But uh, yeah. The 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 only two complaints are frame rate, which is very strange, kind of alarming to me that a you know quote unquote mainline Nintendo game would have frame rate issues, especially sixty dollar game. Um, but also, uh, yeah, the old school obtuseness as, as <laughs> they said is like, yeah, definitely there have been a couple of moments where I'm just like straight up. What, like, what, what am I supposed to do? Like there, uh, I've, I've, I've been trying to, like, I try for a while to like, I don't want to look stuff up, you know? And like, I try for a good while before I think I've looked something up twice and um, I think both times it involved the heavy ball and throwing the heavy oh, ball at yeah. something. Because I was just, like, not going to come to... Cause, because I think, and I talked about this a little bit on the podcast the other day, I think, but, like, having played the modern Zeldas first, because Zelda Breath of the Wild, the way that that game works is they give you your tools right up front, and then those tools are the solution to every puzzle, basically. Uh, this game doesn't work like that. This game, you have tools, and they're only the solution to puzzles maybe in that dungeon, and then you sometimes just seem like you never use them ever again. Uh, but then all of a sudden you have to throw a ball at a column, and you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, I never would have... Like, I bombed that column, I shot arrows at that <laughs> column, I hit it with a shovel, I hit it with my sword, I hit it with my B charge attack. You know, I did everything to that damn column with the tools I was provided... And I was, like, looking around with this heavy ball for somewhere to put the heavy ball. Ah, okay, okay. And I was like, okay, I need to make these columns fall down. I have to, like, put it in a device and it'll crush the, you know. And then I was like, I finally just looked it up and they were like, throw the ball. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I mean, like, once I read it, I was like, of course, of course. Yeah. But, uh, so, like, stuff like that, old school wise. And, like, um, when when they give you the, and I don't know if this is a new edition or not, but when they gave me the little... Um, tuning fork that dings when you're the, near. That's uh, new. Okay, I was that felt new because yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, that's generous game to give me a way to find these seashells because I was like stressing out. I was like, I'm never gonna find these seashells without looking this up. Um, probably still I won't find all this. I just discovered that on the map you can do memories and it'll show you the seashells you've gotten. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's helpful because now I need to just like grid scan the entire map in areas i haven't found shells yet um but i know some of them are probably in the fishing game i I actually caught what i think is the biggest fish but i haven't caught i did look this up because i was like i was like this fishing game sucks do i need to do this and then i was like uh i wonder how you would have felt about the original version oh really the new one feels like an improvement honestly i mean it's not like that bad it's just i don't like having to wait for so long for Uh, like a blooper to show up yeah. I, so now I do know there's a blooper and a cheap cheap I need to yes. wait around for. I got the big big Bertha or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, the there's a heads up the the two Mario ones each have seashells. So yeah. You gotta catch oh, each of them. And you also got to do the Dompe mode to get a seashell as well. You, oh, do, you okay. don't unless you want all fifty. Uh, the, if you want the sword, I, I assume, that's how you upgrade the master sword, right? Yeah. The forty because that's what forty the seashell seashells. Mansion said. And you don't need to. I only need forty. Yeah. 50? I only need 40? Yeah, 40. And I, like, I, love, I love how he's saying only 40 because in the original version, it was only 20. I've got like 36 right now. This is what good news yeah, for Yeah, you're, you're very close, Ian. You're oh. almost there. You're what, very what close. Because I had assumed, I didn't know it was 50, but I assumed just on the like scale of the Yeah, seashells. I mean, 50 is the top, but like that's not the final reward. The, the, the I mean, the best reward is at 40, and that's your favorite sword. Yeah. I thought I had to get all damn 50. <laughs> well, what do you get for 50? Is it Secret. good? Just tell me if it's good. Uh, it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like more curious. I mean, it's better than the completing the final challenges of Dompe, which is nothing. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. I was well. Uh, I was waiting for for Dompe until after I finished all the dungeons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did the color dungeon. Yeah, ben, how- ben actually mentioned the color dungeon. He, I was like, I was like, man. I wish it, I think the reason he mentioned it was I was like I wish that the text for picking up an acorn or a power oh, thing didn't come up every yeah. time. It's like I know what this is, game. I know what it is. Don't tell me every time. And he was like, you should do the color dungeon. Uh, and I was like, what? And he's like, the color dungeon. 
And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and he was like, have you gone to the library? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I've seen everything except for that book on top of the shelf. I can't get it down. And he's like, well, how do you knock other stuff down? And I was like, oh, I dash into it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because that's in a link to the past, the game that came out before this one. The They're, DX? In, uh, oh, the, 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 the Link to the Super past. Nintendo one. In order to progress in that game, in the story, you had to knock a book off a shelf in a library using your dash. Mm. And so anyone who had played those, it was That's like, a oh. a callback. Yeah. Um, real quick, the, the frame rate stuff, though. Yeah. Um, you, like you said, it's alarming for a first-party like Nintendo game. I mean, it's been happening for a lot of their games. Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's true. Even going back to Breath of the Wild before they did a bunch of the patches. to Breath of the Wild is perfect, Damiani. It's, it's very you good. You hush up. It's you very hush good. up. It's not quite perfection. Hush your mouth. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's like I just want to say for specifically Link's Awakening, I think for me personally, I, I I believe the evidence is mounted to a point where I now firmly believe this game was a 3DS game originally mm. um, that was ported to Switch, and it was a hard ingreso porting it to Switch was the reason. Because it's not the graphics that are taxing. It's the coding that's not optimized correctly. Oh. And that is why you get these bottlenecks that are happening and causing the, fr- the performance issues. mostly when you issues. come outside. Yeah. yeah. And so it's strictly a coding thing, apparently. And I would say that would most likely would be, the culprit would be that this game was originally made for a different system, 3DS. And they were just, hey, we're done with 3DS. Put this on Switch. And it's like, which would also explain the, the visual style feels like an evolved visual style of A Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was on 3DS. I hadn't well. considered that it was originally. It might not, this might not be 3DS. the truth, but I, well, I, yeah, I, I kind of buy sense. into this theory. Or at least yeah. it's just poorly optimized code, but regardless. It still doesn't excuse it. I mean, because as I said, this has been a trend in a few games now. Well, I mean, because it's clear. Like, I realized when I, when it happened, when you're coming outside into the overworld map, it's like, okay, it's loading too much stuff. It's not optimized. Like, that was my assumption, too. So, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the game is awesome. I love it. It's, like, it's fun to discover new abilities and new stuff. And, like, with, like, the rooster and everything, I was, like, I, like, puzzled it out. And I was, like, oh. And they uh, put just enough people saying, like, I heard there was a flying rooster. And I was, like, oh, Okay, you know, like so yeah. it's st- you know it works. Okay. It works as a game without having to like use the internet all the time. Uh, real quick, I'm uh, curious, Sophia, uh, your experience with the Zelda series. Uh, I think Very... you said you didn't really play Link's Awakening, but no. which one have you played the most, or would you say? Oh, I have barely played a single Zelda game, which is that was the thing for me. It's like since I didn't grow up with Zelda, okay, the yeah. idea of playing Zelda is not you know I don't feel the nostalgia. I don't feel anything. It's a it's a game that I have very little interest in. Did uh, <laughs> Breath of the Wild entice you at all? Or I have it. About, like, I, I'm gonna play it. Okay, I have it. So I'm interested to see what you think about it. I, I'm open to it, but the older ones, like I've just never. It, it wasn't my childhood. I, guess, I, yeah. I feel like Breath of the Wild is the best for newcomers. Yeah. Honestly, oh, yeah. but it's also once you play that, I think it's the hardest to go back to any of the older ones and get into them. You, really, you s- it spoils you a little. Yeah. 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 Well. There are other games to play, so. Uh, but I mean, I am, I am, I'm open to it. I'm not a big elf person, though. They're, I don't they're not like really elves. elves. No, they're kind of borderline. They, they have got pointy, pointy ears. ears. They got the pointy ears. They got the pointy ears, but they're not like elves in in the lore. They're just people. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hylians, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Hylians, yes. I don't know what it is. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> but yeah. No, it's all right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, no one should ever take like personal offense. Like, I don't like. How dare you? Okay, it's like yeah, not everything is for everybody. Oh man, what a a concept! What a novel thought. Um, (laughs) To wrap this up, uh, from Carl Williams, uh, they wrote in this question about the Mario RPG series. Ah. Um, Right on the heels of the news that Alpha Dream, the developers of Mario, the Mario and Luigi RPG series. So there's there was the original Super Mario RPG. Then there was Paper Mario, which was Intelligent Systems, oh. which made Fire Emblem and uh, Advance Wars, other series. And then there was the Mario and Luigi, which is mostly on Game Boy Advance, DS yeah. on the handheld systems, which was developed by Alpha Dream. They have filed for bankruptcy because the games just haven't been selling. The last two entries were enhanced updates of two previous ones. 
And then the yeah, when most, was the most recent one? The that came out? there was Superstar Saga and uh, Bowser's Inside Story coming. The 3DS ones. The oh, whole Bowser's thing. That's, the one that started okay. the debacle about why NOA doesn't send review copies out to certain people anymore because the one they got leaked online. People were pirating it, and they found uh, out like a U.S. outlet or YouTuber or whatever was doing that. Uh, uh, but then the, the earlier this year, last year, I forget which one was the most recent one, but it was also a remake. Anyway, they basically want to know like, do we see? Is there a future for? Mario and RPGs now that Alpha Dream's going away and we haven't seen a Paper Mario since Color Splash on Wii U which didn't really which sell that well and it was okay it was probably better than Sticker Star the one I, did, I just I played one I don't remember which of the two what the one of the Wii U ones but I remember the or maybe it was on Wii the, I remember switching the perspectives dialogue. Well, I remember that, but the dialogue oh. was just super annoying, and okay. it, the game was really, really slow. They've that been was hit or main for me. They've been hit or miss. Like Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door, I thought it had excellent writing. One of the greats. Super Paper Mario for Wii uh, had like the, there's one that there's one bit of dialogue that became a meme that we got reposted everywhere. It said like, I like to go on message boards and complain about games I've never played before. True or false? And it was like, <laughs> which was funny, but like not the that rest of the That was on the SNES? No, the uh, uh, Wii. Oh, okay. Uh, on the Wii. I was like, I wow. Oh, Wii. It was on Impossibly the Wii. Impossibly prescient. <laughs> that'd <laughs> been a, that'd be, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? That would have been pathetic right there. Yeah. Uh, the rest of that game, I don't think held up as well. And as he said, like Sticker Star, very average, nothing special about it. Color Splash, a little bit better. Honestly, I, I don't know your experience with any of the, the Mario RPG games at all, Sophia, but... Very brief. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I, really I don't know if you yeah, agree yeah, with this, but yeah. I feel like Super Mario Super Mario RPG for Super Nintendo mm-hmm. is the one Super everyone Mario like throws back RPG. to. Like yeah. the music, the game, like it was Square and Nintendo coming together. Yeah. And, Legendary. Yeah, people still ask for Gino, Gino the character from it. Uh, to puppet character comes to life to be in Smash Brothers that that request will never die. Um, I feel like they just need to make like a remake of that or a successor to that at this point to get people yeah. excited. That's, that seems like it could be likely, or yeah. I mean, the most likely that or another paper. Yeah, another paper Mario could definitely happen. It's just I, I, it feels like they may have run out of ideas. Like yeah. they're, they're it's just stagnated and they they the creative juices are just gone I mean, from those studios. I think that's the problem with like just Mario as a whole. It's that you want to do new things, and I think Odyssey definitely did that, and that was mm-hmm. such a good. But also, you have such a fan base where it's just please remake X, please remake Y, please don't do this, please don't. And so I understand that they're sitting there like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. We did Odyssey because people love open worlds and they love that kind of feel. But then it's like wanting to try new things. Eh, it's scary. It's, you know, and plus it's, there's only so much like thinking about creating an original one. Like where would you even start? What is the original idea? Like what what will yeah. change it at this point, I think? It seems, but. yeah, it seems insane that, that one, someone has to, like, they have to come up with that new innovative idea. And the fact that they're still, most sometimes, still able to do that and yeah. still make us say, wow, you still can do something that creative. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario series also has had a lot of, like, spinoffs as well. Yeah. I, I, I've always viewed it as a cop-out because they're too afraid to mess with the mainline game yeah. because they don't want to upset the balance of things so like let's make mario soccer let's make mario golf let's make mario (laughs) kart a lot of those have spun off and become mario kart's more successful than the the mainline series at this point so Mm -hmm. uh i mean that was a great idea i guess and yeah but like just thinking about them doing anything completely to surprise us with like a, a like a 2D even 3D Mario game that isn't in the vein of something they've already done before because they like to do a lot of throwbacks mm-hmm. and as you said a lot of people say like well even if you're not going to remake this like I want like another Super Mario 64 type game yeah. so there's a, there's always that like pressure and that demand there for hey you have these people who are paying for your products saying this but at the same time I think Mario enjoys this luxury of that, like they sell well enough that they, and they make enough money that they can yeah. still do that. But not every game series has that luxury mm-hmm. where they can count on just the established fan base. They need to grow beyond that. They need yeah. to bring in new people. And I, sometimes I feel like that's a really hard juggling act to, to, to do. Well, yeah. And oh, oh. Uh, who got first? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also think like when you look at the, 
from my perspective, the the two parts of like the fan base. I think it's like you have younger people, like kids, who will play Mario games because or Nintendo games because they're friendly, and then you have a lot of adults where it's, it's so much nostalgia going into every single game that we. Like yesterday, I was playing Pokemon the EV for the first time. No, and like I could literally hum every single song. I didn't even <laughs> now remember them because Red and Blue was my fa- still are my favorite Pokemon games, and so it's like. I think that's where the difficulty comes in too to like introduce new things because such a huge part it's all nostalgia. It's just like that's that's it. Com- like unlike you know a lot of PlayStation games or Xbox games where you know like yeah there was nostalgia with God of War, but I think it was like it was a risk, but oh my god, it paid off, right? Yeah. But imagine like you have to completely mess with Mario as a character like that. That would never work. Although that would be pretty funny if they turned him into I like think a crazy... I think it would work if they... Because, yeah. I mean, like, I didn't believe that Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle would had, had yeah. a snowball's there chance in hell. That's very yeah. true. And then it came out, and I love that game. That game rules. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm shocked, you know? And so I think that Mario is flexible enough, like you said, with all these spinoffs. Like, I think it's flexible enough to try new weird things. Yeah. Uh, in fact, like, I think it's the strongest candidate for that sort of stuff on Nintendo, probably... Um, especially if they keep pairing with outsiders like, you know, like Squaresoft or with Ubisoft. But um, they just, you know, the Super Mario RPG was on the Switch Classic or the um, SNES yeah. Classic. And I could definitely see, so it, it has seen a little bit of sunlight lately, but also I, I could easily see them doing like a Link's Awakening style one-to-one graphical update kind of a yeah. re-release I could see that happening saying, uh, for Super Mario very, RPG. It had a very toy-like look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, I, like, mm. I mean, the old one, yeah. like, it has that sort of, like, clay sort of Donkey Kong kind of vibe to it right? graphically, right? Yeah, they're of. doing, that, like, a pre-rendered look. Yeah, sort which of, is awesome. You know, an isometric view as well, yeah. so. Uh, the game still looks great, so it's, yeah. like... Uh, yeah, I, I could see them doing something with it. Do you think it's it will be more successful, like, with Rabbids, when it, it's, like, plus something? Do you think that that is? I don't see them need? doing anything other than just a one to one. If they were to do Super Mario RPG, I don't think they would change it really. Yeah, they would like update it small ways. Mm-hmm. But I, I could see Mario teaming up with other outsiders again. I mean, we've got Mario and Sonic, Sonic at the Olympics yep. coming up. Does that come out already, or is it? No, it's coming out. Uh, yeah. uh, very soon. Yeah. yeah, like a month, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Kind of soon. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. Uh, more paper and more more RPG would be welcome. Yeah, it'd be I great. Mean, it doesn't need to go away. Like they definitely have some really great entries in that. They could series. always throw. They could always throw. Can you imagine if Mario Maker Two got an update mode where they put not only just the Paper Mario style into it, but then added a whole bunch of like RPG elements? This would never happen because like they <laughs> would ha- they would excited, have to they would yeah. have to police all the dialogue that people would put oh. into it. But like. Yeah. That would be pretty nuts. <laughs> that was like their stealth updates. Their big updates. Like, hey, we're just adding Paper Mario mode. Everyone's like, yeah. yeah. And then like, oh, yeah. Like they start making stuff. And you're like, wait a second. Wait. Objective markers. Wait. Quest? Like, yeah. Dialogue? What? I can what? Make stories in RPG? <laughs> and they're like, that's right. RPG elements are now in Mario. Oh, oh, and they add... And they add... Uh, campaign editor mode with an overworld map that you can change. That's, you'd want and to get, yeah. each level in your campaign can be a different style. Wow. Yes. Mario Maker 2 would be the greatest game ever made. Yeah. We can only dream, but yeah. never know. We'll, we'll have to see. I mean, it's ambitious. It's yeah. Ambitious. I don't even know if it would be that hard. I mean, it'd probably be really difficult. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it'd be awesome. Yeah. Mario Maker 2 is so great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like contender for me for Goaty, one of them. <gasps> That and control, nice. I guess. I don't know. That's good to hear. I'm going to be pushing for you, Mario Maker. Nice. I think that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Friend Code. I want to thank, and once again, everyone of you who submitted questions for consideration. I want to thank both of you for joining me on this episode. Very fun to talk about the Switch Lite. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> to having me. talk about me. Nintendo with me. Yes. Our pleasure. Thank you. Um, And until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce.